Uh, Neil Atkins has stepped into the studio. I'll let him get situated here before I turn his microphone on. There we go. All right, thank you. Fresh from my bunker. Yeah. Bunker out at the lake. The underground bunker. Yeah, we ended up hiding out in the bunker for a few days here. Yeah. How are you feeling? Uh, Fine. I'm I'm good. I still have a little... uh, cough in the chest yeah that'll that'll that stick lingers for a while. on yeah and uh other than that, yeah, that won't that won't go away anytime soon no i know it, it kind of it's good times gets me up at <laughs> night a little bit and i got a little throat lozenges there and uh it's not as uh a year and a half ago i had it yeah you had it what a few months ago uh, it feels like you've had it about eight times yeah i know yeah <laughs> which i know isn't the case but it feels I, that way i know it and uh, this time it was more like cold-like symptoms. It was um, a, a little fever for a day or so, but I, I ended up, you know, doing the infamous home test. Yeah. And this time, remember now, when this all started three years ago, yeah. it was like, like black op helicopters, sirens, uh, evacuate the streets, uh, the whole nine yards, and you better not go anywhere near anybody or else uh, you may go to the gulag, more or less. And everybody was scared, you know, whatless. And uh, so so now, like uh, a year and a half ago, I had to go down and get tested, even though I tested at home and all that jazz. This, this time, uh, I tested at home, and I called uh, the doctor's office. They called me back, and they did a phone interview, and they prescribed this Paxlovid. Yeah. And uh, so I went down and got... And, the uh, pharmacies uh, that I usually get it at, they were all out. And I, when I talked to the physician's assistant, she said, this stuff is all over the place. And uh, and so uh, some of them were kind of running out of it. And then I contacted uh, uh, Essentia's pharmacy, and they had it. And they tra- they're able to internally transfer back and forth from pharmacies. Yeah. So I ran down there in Hermantown and got it. And, you know, the, the only Paxlovid, uh, for those, I've talked to a couple of people that took it, and that's the antiviral. It's like yep. taking an antibiotic with a, for a bacterial infection. Yep. It's different. This, this goes after viruses, as right. the COVID deals a virus, whereas pneumonia and some other bacterial infections, uh, antibiotics are effective, too. And they all have a, could have a side effect. And, of course, I did get one of the side effects, but that kind of go to the loo a few extra times. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we won't yeah. get into details. No, that's fine. But anyway, uh, and it, it worked quick. Uh, the fever went away uh, right away, and I, I never ended up getting the fatigue or anything like that. And just a little, a little, not any more nasally than I normally am this time of year because of allergies and that sort of thing. Yeah. But just a little bit in the chest, and uh, no fatigue or anything like that. And uh, so, so I've got my uh, mask here just in just in case. Yeah, there's and, been a, there's a couple people in warm around the office uh, that we've had some illness going through, so okay. I'm not uh, terribly. I, I it's funny. I just got my booster, my latest booster, just over two weeks ago, uh, before I went on the last road trip of the year. So I was wearing a mask in the airplanes because sure. I just didn't want to take a chance. Because you know, once you get that booster, you've basically you're, you're you've injected a a bit of a virus into your body, basically, yeah. and. So your body is learning how to fight this. Mm-hmm. Well, the last thing you need to do in that scenario is expose yourself to something else. <laughs> well, and that's the deal. Your immune system, and, and normally they say, for instance, like the flu booster or the flu shot, uh, It's a once you get it, they claim it's a couple of weeks before the, the little uh, critters uh, 
build up your immune system in your body and that sort of thing. And I suspect it's the same thing with RSV and and uh, the COVID booster too. So so now now I've had so eventually I'll. Uh, get a booster you, yeah you don't want to get one now no you'll, you should wait my, my doctor told me to wait three months because i had it right around labor day i had it okay yep. he said wait about three months so i literally waited three months yeah and that's and apparently there is uh once you've had it there's uh your your system builds up immunity and they say three to six months potential who knows i mean yeah 10 years from now the the book <laughs> the reason, everything will be written on it, and we'll know yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly on yep. this whole deal. And uh, so, anyway, well, I'm glad you're better. Yeah, well, thanks. So I had a chance to, uh, you know, kind of lay by my dish at home and get a bunch of stuff done and yeah. do some research. And I got all these little clippings here. I've been clipping for a while, <laughs> chomping at the. <laughs> I got something for you as well. What's so. that? What's that? Well, let's, uh, let's do this right now. Why not? Okay. Uh, I found this. Uh, I think on Monday I talked about this on the air. So. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas tradition in the Atkins household? Actually, one of the f- favorite ones uh, when I was growing up with my my mom and uh, and grandma and all that jazz was we'd go to Christmas Eve church, which would be a midnight service. Yeah, and then they'd have the candles, and eventually down the road they 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 got fearful of of people passing candles back and forth and lighting them that somebody may mess up. Nobody ever did. But that was always a, a fun one. Uh, and friends of mine, after, uh, well, sometimes before the Christmas Eve deal, people would have these Christmas Eve parties. And I remember uh, a few times, you have the midnight service, and we're there, and I'm this kid, and I'm, I'm looking around, and I'm seeing these people kind of weaving back and forth because they'd already gone to the party before the, before the service. Well, good for them. And then uh, later on, uh, a friend of mine, his mom, always had a Christmas Eve party. We uh, Later, they changed the church service to like 5 o'clock, and that's what mine is now, uh, the Christmas Eve service. And we'd go to my buddy's place, and she'd have all these friends and everything and a bunch of bike bikers in and, and a whole bunch of folk, friends and neighbors and all that jazz, and we'd have a lot of fun. So that was kind of, uh, you know, those types of memories. And we'd go home, and when I was... Uh, with my mom, with the family, we'd open some presents Christmas Eve, and then we'd open up the rest of them Christmas Day. And All you? Right. And you? Uh, you know, we, we did Christmas Eve at my grandma's house, and then we had a much quieter Christmas Day, basically was kind of hanging out at, at, with my parents, and, and we you know, once in a while had some other family over on Christmas Day, but... We would do Christmas Eve with the bigger part of the family, and we do all of a, a bunch of presents then. And then we had the Santa presents oh, sure. on Christmas morning. Yeah. Came in the in the dark of the night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've got a list here, okay, Neil. Of what we got here? We got fifteen kind of popular Christmas traditions, and and perhaps some takes on the holiday as 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 a whole. Uh, and whether or not people are still enthusiastic about these things. So number one on the list, the the thing that the people surveyed were most enthusiastic about was Secret Santa at work. Oh, yeah, I remember that. All of a sudden you got this thing on your desk, and what the heck is this? We just did that last week here, actually, yeah. Uh, 54% of people still enthusiastic about Secret Santa. Snow. you got to have a white Christmas, right? Well, we have a little bit out there. Not much. Um, 40... Go ahead. 42% love it. 
Uh, I just said, you know, after last year, if I never see a snowflake again, I'll think I'll be all right. I lost a dog in it. We did find the dog. Oh, well, I'm glad you did. That would have been a tragedy then. Uh, all presents must be opened on Christmas Day, no exception. 41% are hardcore about that. Whoa. Yeah. But what if somebody's you? out of town? Exactly. Then we we're, open well, it up for For them. example, we're, we're out of town, so my in-laws and us are getting together New Year's Day because we're out of town for Christmas. Then I'm out of town to go to Milwaukee with the hockey team next week. So I won't. we won't be around until late next Saturday night. Sure. Once all that uh, travel is done. Uh, Christmas music. 41% think it's great. You can go overboard with the Christmas music. It's hard to find a station that um, plays it. Uh, there was a few that used to start about Thanksgiving and play it. <laughs> there, was, well, and there, was, there was a time where they would do it all. That's all they would do. There's, uh, as far as I know right now, there's, I think, one of the religious stations yeah. in town does it, and that's about it. I think, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Christmas movies, 41% need to watch them this time of year. There are some. I'm Jimmy Short. <laughs> That's one. Mm-hmm. There's Elf. There's, uh, I know, and they'll some light them up at Christmas Carol bit. A Christmas Carol by itself, even without the Muppets, is, is a staple for a lot of people. Uh, Christmas Carols, 36% would go out and subject others to their singing to feel the Christmas spirit. Oh, I've never gone Carol. <laughs> I know some that have, and that's fine, but I've never done it myself. Uh, Christmas decorations. Only 29% of people still enthusiastic about decorating for the holiday, which I was very surprised by. Uh, let's see. Let's go further down the list. Uh, how about, uh, was there was there baking in your house ever as you uh, in your formative years? My uh, grandma did. Okay. My, my mom wasn't much of a baker. She would uh, maybe once in a while bake, make some fudge. She, she had a knack of making the best fudge I've ever tasted. Yeah. And that was later on she... she uh, honed in on on cookies and brownies but uh my grandmother that's that's the old school uh my great aunts were all big prolific bakers my grandma was and as time went on you know their kids i didn't want to do the baking let somebody right. else do it you know yeah no i i hear you oh I, I my my son and his cousins are they're thinking about doing some bacon on saturday down at the place we're going to be at and i said well you guys go ahead and do the bacon i'll do the eating <laughs> big fan of that you can tell so uh, when does the tree go up? Oh yeah, that's a that's a question. I would say uh, this is an average, right? Yeah, this is average. I would say the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's about right because twenty one percent, according to this survey, put them up before Thanksgiving. Oh. So that would leave a lot to put them up on or after Thanksgiving. Which I, I will say, it feels weird to have the Christmas tree up in mid November. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have our decorate a bunch of our decorations outside stuff, but. That's because they didn't want the ground. I know. The, I didn't know what the weather was going to do. I I didn't want the ground to freeze where it's hard to get stuff staked into the ground. Yeah. So I always put that stuff out early, uh, and then we I decided to light it up in November because the neighbors' kids seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Well, Bring some joy to people's faces. Keep That's the fine. neighbors' kids cooking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that'd be even better. Ooh. Uh, how about ugly Christmas sweaters, Neil? I never got into that. Yeah. Uh, same. Uh, my my mom had a couple that weren't the ugliest, but they at one of the institutions I deal with, they they'd have the um, ugly Christmas sweater day. Right. And there was one of the gals came in, and she she come in with, and she was a little bit bigger gal, and she come in with these sweaters and reindeer antlers. 
and lights <laughs> blinking everywhere. She was battery powered. Oh I mean, my! And I, I I did take pictures of this, and it was hilarious. And others did it too. And it's uh, I was watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night, and they had a they were giving away some Christmas gifts on the Tonight Show, and they had this Christmas sweater that they gave, and they they um, chose a seat in the audience. So the, the 470th person, and there was this young young woman. They went out, and it was. One of these sweaters that you had to pull over, but it had lights pulsating oh, that's, all that's over. That's the it. new thing is these light up ones. I yeah. saw a couple of those at the mall. I'm like, uh, no, I can't do that. As long as there's not a cord going to a plug in, I, I got no problem with it. So. Yeah. All right. So we got a call coming in here at 829. Let's do this before we go to the news and we'll get this person on the air. Hello. What's your name? Yeah, Tim from Duluth. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Good. Is Neil there? I am here, Tim. Oh, I made God. it. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas to you. Say, I think those people in Colorado are suffering from thin air or something. Well, you know, that's the a... Hypoxia. Well, it's a mile-high city in more ways than one, you know. They are the first to legalize yeah. uh, weed all over the country, and, you know, it's uh, kind of yeah. thin air up there in Denver. I, I hear the Supreme Court uh, waxed uh, Trump off the ballot. That seems... That's going to be challenged on the U.S. Supreme Court side, <laughs> I'll lay eyes. On that's a federal really- election to... Uh, take a federal candidate off the ballot, I would say would be unconstitutional. I think everybody's going to contest that one. Yep. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep, I hear it's you on that. crazy. Yep. I think they need to get some oxygen up there. Well, you know, the guy hasn't been convicted of anything, and he's got <laughs> all right. these charges. There are members of Congress in the past who were in prison that ran for re-election and got re-elected, okay? So, so yep. when, you're, when you're calling the kettle black, please don't do it, all right? So there yeah, you go. I watched. I watched Turning Point all weekend. Oh, that's as you know the uh, the uh, USA sure. Turning Point USA. Yep. Matt, uh, or not Matt, but uh, uh, which is um, anyway. Yeah, it was really great, and uh, you know people were uh, very interesting uh, talk speakers and everything. But anyway, have a good day. All right, man. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas Bye-bye. to you. Thanks for the call. So, uh, Bruce, before we go for a break. So, do you have a funny story for your Christmas events that either either went haywire or something leading up to it? Maybe it didn't happen on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but something surrounding it that got everybody all perplexed or hilariously hmm. funny. Let me think on that. Yeah, we'll think on that. Let's think on that. We'll, we'll, we'll go to break. we got a caller waiting. We'll get to that when we get back. Uh, come back, 831. Clouds outside, 27 Airport, 33 Superior, 34 downtown. Sad, huh? What's that? Balmy. Yeah, it we, I hear it's going to be in the 40s on Christmas you Eve heard, Day uh, and Christmas. Christmas upper 30s, yeah, Christmas Eve lower to mid 40s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have somebody on the horn? Yeah, we do. we got Tom from Port Wing here. Tom. Hey, good morning, Neil, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. And uh, Good morning. All of your family. Um, I have to comment, I guess, about what Colorado and the perpetually short-sighted people uh, on the opposition, otherwise known as the left. I went and read Amendment 14, Section 3, several times early this morning, and uh, this is not going to stand. You know, it, it... what they've done is they have handed Trump another Christmas present 
Only they were trying to hand him a, a bag of coal, and this is going to be actually something that uh, the people who support him and vote for him will just simply dig their heels in that much further. Oh, you're right. You're, this I, is, I agree with you 100%. The, the more they do this, his base is getting stronger, and, and that's just how it is. And I don't... You know, you know, usually, Tom, I always thought the Republicans had a public relations problem. Well, now I think on Trump, the Democrats are falling down the same rabbit hole. Oh, I, I agree, Neil. Uh, you know, they, they just don't seem to get it. The more they do this, and it's not just the people who are deeply entrenched in, in Donald Trump, but there are people in the middle who are looking at this and going, this just is patently unfair and if you read section three the first thing that comes to mind to me is the whole idea of an insurrection he led an insurrection actually they're going to drag out that tape of him saying go over to the capitol and peacefully protest you know the second thing is they're going in the wrong direction this should not go to uh uh, the Supreme Court. This should actually go to Congress because it's written in Section 3, and I'll read it to you. It's one sentence. Okay. Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. You know, that, and the disability being uh, that he cannot be on the ballot. Well, you know, that's not yeah. going to fly in the Senate, so uh, probably, but... Uh, I was right, just, but it, right. It, it's it's in the wrong direction. Yeah. Eventually, it would end up at the Supreme Court. Right. But really and truly, the House and the and the Senate could resolve this matter really quickly. You know, and it's actually their job. There's nothing in Section Three that says this should, these things should go to the Supreme Court. No, I hear you. But, yeah, unfortunately, in this poisoned atmosphere of politics, you know, that's not going to happen on the Senate side. Well, the Supreme Court is also poisoned because even this morning on on uh, Minnesota Public Radio, they were saying that uh, the Supreme Court is biased in that it's it has all these Republicans that were appointed by Donald Trump. <laughs> and the last I checked, they were not appointed because they were Republicans. No, they were appointed the because Court. of their background, and uh, that the shoe is always on the other foot, isn't it, Tom? It's amazing. Yeah. And, I, I'm going to go back to what you said. I, I really do believe they do have a PR problem, and this is just going to add to that PR problem because most people are going to look at it, you know, and they're going to say, you know, that's it's just patently unfair. They're trying to do everything, you know, with uh, four indictments and 91 or 92 criminal uh, uh, offenses that they've got already going through the court system is so over the top, and now this just adds to it. They just can't quite get it. Well, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. So, Tom, you got it on the horn there, man. Well, listen, you have a good Christmas. We won't be around on Friday. Everybody's going home and celebrating, so you have a Merry Christmas to you and your family, too. Thanks. All right. Let's see what else we got going on on the horn. Seven two two zero eight three nine. By the way, it's 843. Hi, uh, who is this? Hey, Corey from the range. What's up, Corey? Corey, I'm not polishing my saxophone. <laughs> we now well, you didn't good. know. Do you know about this inside Did joke? Did you just get me a meeting with the boss after we're off the air? <laughs> oh. Well, there was. He was asking. Uh, I have a tenor what? saxophone <laughs> that's vintage, about 1911, out of Elkhart, yeah. Indiana. That's where they 
That's a saxophone uh, gurus of the U.S. where no, they no, make them. So far, you have not made me feel any better about okay. this. Go ahead. This is an instrument that I played. It was my dad's. My dad played in a bebop band back in the late 1920s, early 1930s, into the uh, mid-1930s, I guess. And he gave it to me. And I uh, called a friend of mine who uh, uh, has been in this industry with instruments, asking him what would be the best uh, deal to polish it. And apparently when I was out on Friday, he called in and talked to Dave and said, well, Neil's home polishing his saxophone. And Corey sent me a text. And immediately I knew who had pegged me. All right. And it has... Bruce, get your mind... Get your mind, out. Get your mind back on music and the symphony and all that sort of thing. Okay, okay. I'm going to uh, go ahead and move we... on here, and uh, you guys have a conversation about whatever we have a conversation about. So, Corey, what's up? So, I see uh, yes. I see that uh, U.S. Steel's board has approved this uh, merger with uh, Nippon Steel. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, hoops to jump through first. It, it sounds like the union's not very happy with it. And again, it's an iconic company in the United States here, being U.S. Steel. So we'll see, again, what's going to happen. It probably won't be until the second or third quarter of 2024. And, of course, Nippon Steel, Nippon is translated is Japan. So it's Japan Steel is buying U.S. Steel. Right. Is this good or bad or indifferent? I, I, you know, if you go back to 1936, that would be a bad deal, to say the least. Yeah, uh, I mean, you think of the steel for the the ships and the tanks yep. and the bombs. You know, the iron ore came out of this area. So yeah, that's for sure. But hey, I got to do a quick shout out. Um, today is my parents' sixty fifth wedding anniversary. Wow! Yeah. Hey, wow. congratulations to them. Well done. And yeah, they and they uh, they still like you though. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I keep their life interesting. How about that? Okay, that's good. I know. I, I would suspect so. <laughs> but just a couple quick things to uh, dovetail on what some other people have said, too, uh, about Trump not being on the ballot. Uh, also, Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire. Oh, really? Okay. So that that's for the primary slot. And if you look at 1860, Abraham Lincoln was not on the ballot in 10 states. Uh-huh. So this the- will be... Very interesting. Okay. Now that was so, for the eighteen sixty primary, or I believe so. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, obviously, the general no. he was on the ballot. Well, you were here, Neil. What was going on? <laughs> well, you no, know, it, it's here. a it's a little oh, that's blurry. A, that's a good point, Corey. Brad Brad was here, not you. Brad was here. I came in with Teddy Roosevelt after San Juan Hill. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, but gentlemen, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and enjoy it. All right, Corey, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Corey. Thank you. So, Bruce, uh, do you have any funny stories of uh, any snafus? I can't think of one. Um, Nothing I want to share on the air, at least. Um, Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one. Give me, give me, give me. Tell me something good, Neil. So, I was in sixth grade, or no, maybe maybe fifth grade. We were living on Fourteenth Avenue East and First Street in an apartment, and we had this little dog, this copper cocker spaniel, Penny. And uh, so my mom would always we'd we'd have Chris we'd have presents under the tree and she wrapped all these presents and it was a Sunday and it was going to be I think it was uh, maybe Christmas Eve day we went to church and we came back and my mom always got me a box of Brock's chocolate covered cherries and she'd wrap it up 
and it was under the tree, and cute little Penny opened it up and plopped every one of them out and ate every one of them, okay? <laughs> oh, so my no. poor mom is freaking out. Yeah. So I let the dog out, and uh, back in the backyard in the snow, there was snow there this, that year, I looked there, and the dog did get sick off of it, and there was these cherry stains because you know the the cherries are dyed so all throughout the backyard in the snowbank there was these little pinkish reddish stains coming up out of the snow the dog purged her system and and she and after that the lesson was learned no food stuff was ever put under the tree for penny no no that's a bad idea so and i know other people that have run into the same thing you know the dogs are the dogs yeah yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to. I can't think of anything really funny that has happened over the years. I, I'm sure there was something. I just can't remember it. Well, I did have one. one so it must have been must not have been that remarkable, I guess. Well, I did have one one story where we on Christmas Eve we used to have this uh, party that we'd all get together with, and a buddy of mine had this big golden retriever, and we we're all there. And he said, you know, he'll eat anything. And uh, somebody had a, a can of not sardines, but those little uh, pickled mussels, okay? So you go, see, Fido will eat this. He throws one up in the air, and the dog caught it in the air and spit it out and flipped around and rolled in it oh. right in the carpet there. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> so the moral of the story is, if the dog won't eat it, yeah. why should I? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back to the phones here at 849 Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, hi, it's Cheryl. I just wanted to make a comment comment about chocolate-covered cherries. Ooh, go you for it. You cannot buy them. A Russell Stover does not carry them anymore. I used to buy them for my husband. They don't carry them anymore. What? Oh, yeah, my gosh. Not the Russell Stover. And <clears throat> the Queen Anne are good, but the Russell Stover are even better. But they do not carry them in the stores. Oh, bummer. I guess yeah, I, did, I, so I, I don't really do chocolate-covered cherries. I don't think I, I, I realized that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I just wanted to comment. Uh, happy holidays to you. I enjoy your show. Okay, thank you. thanks, Cheryl. Thank we you, Cheryl. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. So now, Bruce, did you ever have the instance of uh, spending christmas way away from home um not away from home uh i mentioned to you off the air so in 2020 <coughs> when the whole the covid thing was happening my dad passed away uh, a couple of weeks before christmas so uh my mother i did not want to leave by herself you know with yep. with what limited family we have in the area sure. so i decided to stay back and my wife had not seen her sister in like a year and a half just because the circumstances and then COVID, and we had all just had COVID, yep. so she decided to go down there for Christmas. Uh, and there were some health issues going on on that side of the family, so she wanted to be down there, and so I didn't get a chance to go to that. So I was I was home, but they weren't, and and that was weird. Yeah, like I'm not. A, I if I had to do something like that, sure. Uh, otherwise, you know, we had a had a hockey road trip. We left on Christmas, but we left in the afternoon, so we still were able to celebrate the holidays, you know, largely as normal before we left. And uh, then we had a tournament in Florida, so we had a flight to Florida on Christmas Day. Which, you know, when you get to Florida and you see palm trees on Christmas Day, it kind of spoils. Listen, yeah. you know, there's a lot worse places to be stuck on Christmas than oh, in a hotel room looking overlooking palm trees. No, I, I had friends. Uh, <laughs> Oh, stationed over in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia during uh, Christmas, and so you talk about talk about that. I spent two Christmases when I was in the military in Japan, and uh, my my first year when I was deployed over there, and uh, 
and then my my last year but um so yeah it was interesting and one one christmas i was able to come home on leave and that was actually the the best christmas one of the best christmases was coming home spending 30 days almost 30 days and uh but uh yeah it was what was really weird when i uh first was stationed over in japan the uh as we went out into the local economy and actually up to Tokyo and all over the place as as it got closer to Christmas, there were Christmas decorations all over. And you're thinking, mm. you know, the Japanese predominantly are either Shinto or Buddhist, but there is a large Christian population in Japan. And uh, everywhere we went, there was like Merry Christmas and Christmas decorations and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, then we had, you know, we had all kinds of Christmas deals and they'd always have a big New Year's Eve party. In fact, uh, one of them, Lou Rawls performed. For oh, us. I've got photographs nice. of him up on the stage, and and uh, so they tried to, you know, spruce it up for us and make us feel at least somewhat. And here you are stationed with all these new people. It's like a new job, but now you've been sent ten thousand miles away, and you know no one, right, other than the new people that you make your friendships with. Yeah. and that's kind of where it was. Now, you have about three minutes, Neil, and I know you said you clipped a bunch of stuff. If you want to try to get to something here quick before we uh, well, have to uh, go. Yeah, I'm, I mean, some of it, unfortunately, is negative. What? Uh, I know. We won't get into that. But uh, I guess uh, in talking with Corey here, on, and I talked to a couple of other people that work for Cleveland Cliffs, and uh, uh, the union now, of course, the union with U.S. Steel is not happy about this takeover by Nippon Steel right. for U.S. Steel. Uh, the Cliffs people, of course, were all excited about Gonzalez, who heads up Cliffs, uh, potentially buying out U.S. Steel. And uh, so it's one of the biggest buyouts there, and, of course, it would make uh, Nippon and U.S. Steel one of the more formidable uh, natural resources companies out there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, the interesting thing is about uh, Japanese companies is many of the uh, Japanese companies are unionized, as U.S. Steel is. So it's not like you're going to a non-union I'm sure uh, Nippon Steel probably is unionized. And when I was living over in Japan, every once in a while they'd have strikes. Well, what they do, it would be a strike for a day. And then the management would immediately resolve the issues with the union. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the dynamics are if this actually uh, happens. So. But big news for the Northland yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, the mines aren't going anywhere. The minerals that are in the ground aren't going anywhere. You know, we have massive uh, resources here. Around the world, you know, Australia is a huge rich area in, in iron ore and natural resources. A lot of people don't realize that. And uh, so there's a lot of minerals all over the world. And the U.S. Steel and some of the others have become more international companies. So there you have it. All right. So we shall see. So that's exactly. We shall see. Any other? Uh, so you're going to spend time at home for the Christmas holiday? Heading, uh, heading south uh, to Nebraska and coming home Tuesday, and then we head to Milwaukee, and uh, we've got uh, the Bulldog men's hockey team in a holiday tournament in Milwaukee, uh, starting a week from tomorrow. Okay. So we'll be there for a couple of days, and. Then uh, we go back to the Twin Cities because we are going to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra next Saturday Ooh. at the Excel Center, Wow, which I've great. never gotten to see their Christmas show before, and it just worked out this year. We get to go to it. I'm excited. You get a punch in your little video on your uh, handheld device? Here? I might make a video or two on the handheld right. device. Uh, I've been told their stage show is 
pretty much out of this world for Christmas. So, so fantastic. Uh, looking forward to seeing that next weekend. And then uh, next thing you know, it'll be January 2nd. We'll be back here uh, fat and happy. Well, you'll have to brief us all on it in the new year. I will do that. Great. Uh, you have a great Christmas, Neil. Bruce, Merry Good to Christmas see you. Hope you're, to you. Glad you're, glad you're feeling better, man. Thanks, man. Merry Christmas to everybody out there in the Northland. All right. 855.